You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, uh, already in progress. Hour two on this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Our good buddy, Ross Tucker, former NFL lineman, will stop by. The actor Kevin James. He is portraying Sean Payton in a movie that comes out on Netflix on Friday. Kevin will join us. We may hear from Sean Payton at some point during the program. You know, it was all quiet on the Packers front. Aaron Rodgers had his exit interview. He went on Pat McAfee's show. He said all the right things. You know, kind of calm things down. I'm going to step away. You know, I'm going to try to do it here in timely fashion, probably in March. Said all the right things about his relationships there. You know, Devontae Adams. And then all of a sudden, the Broncos hired the Packers offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, according to Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. Then all of a sudden, things changed a little bit this morning. Now, it's not the Packers' fault or Rodgers' fault. It's just, hmm. Aaron thought so much of Nathaniel Hackett last year, according to Tom Pelissero, he called the Atlanta Falcons and said, you need to hire this guy as your head coach. So Aaron thinks a lot of Nathaniel Hackett, and his father is a former coach. He's been in the NFL for a while. He's in his early 40s, but he's now going from being the offensive coordinator of the Packers to the team that many thought Aaron Rodgers was going to join on draft night. And now that leads to speculation. What's the possibility here? What would Denver give in return for Aaron Rodgers? And does Aaron Rodgers want to play in Denver? Is he reconsidering maybe staying in Green Bay? He doesn't have a no trade clause, but it's not like he's not a free agent. Now, he does have power because he can say, I don't want to stay here or, uh, you know, I want to I want to go to this team or I, I'm going to retire. So he does have options here. But if you're Denver, not that you hired Nathaniel Hackett because you were getting Aaron Rodgers. But if he's that highly thought of, can he develop a quarterback? Can he find a quarterback? Because in that division, if, if Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in the AFC West, that's a pretty impressive quarterbacking crew. You know, with what we have with Herbert and Mahomes, and if Denver would happen to get Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr is the fourth best quarterback in the AFC West, he's a good quarterback. But if Aaron Rodgers comes to town... They do have a lot of young talent. I don't think the Green Bay Packers are going to ask for players as much as they'll ask for picks. But that's sort of what's happening uh, this morning. Byron Leftwich, who's the offensive coordinator with Tampa, he might get the Jaguars job. Feels like he's the leading candidate there. But right now, Bears, Dolphins, Giants, Jags, Raiders, Saints, Texans, Vikings are coachless. Now, you could say that During the season, some of those teams were also coachless. Ah, that is mean-spirited, Paul. You're better than that. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. I'm rubbing off on you. Old habits die hard. From the field to the front office, these trailblazing women are paving the way for those who dream to follow in their footsteps. Stream earning it, the NFL's Forward Progress, a five-part docuseries featuring 20 of the most powerful women working in the NFL. Go to PeacockTV.com to sign up. Fritzy's handling the poll question responsibilities today. The poll question from the first hour. And we have a tight one. Broncos hiring the Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett means nothing, 54%. Mm. The Broncos will acquire Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, 46%. Okay, how about this? Here's, here's the hour two poll question. Which 
teams should trade or pay whatever it takes to obtain. I'll just say trade because if Sean Payton goes from the Saints to the Cowboys, there's a trade involved. Aaron Rodgers goes to the Broncos, there's a trade involved. Which team should trade whatever it takes to obtain? The Broncos with Aaron Rodgers, the Cowboys with Sean Payton. Hmm. How about both? If I'm the Cowboys... Now, here's the, here's the tricky part of this is Sean Payton has been part of the establishment for a long time. Do you want to sort of be lingering to poach somebody's job, Mike McCarthy? And if, if Sean Payton is not available, then Mike McCarthy is going to be your head coach. But the fact that there's that possibility that Sean Payton could be brought in. Let me bring back what Sean Payton had to say at his exit press conference about stepping away from being a head coach. I felt the time was right for me. I felt the time was right. And it's something that I've been thinking about. Forget football. There's other things. I looked at it as an opportunity also to to see my kids more, to travel some more, to, to get in better shape. Okay. I understand all those things. But if the Cowboys job comes up, then all of a sudden you might not see your kids as much or you might not get in as good a shape as you want to. But I think his kids are in Texas. He'd be able to be able to see them a little bit more, perhaps. Yeah, Seaton. Yeah, right. Let's be like, no, right. My kids live in Texas. They live in Dallas. Yeah. That's why I want to go to Dallas to go see my kids yeah. more. This is all about the, it's always about the kids. Actually, Dallas is a little more centrally located, so I can travel from Dallas to yeah. other places easier. It's always about the kids. Yes, Paulie. I'd love to see Sean Payton get the job, be in front of the star, and go, I actually meant I want to spend some more money with my family, <laughs> not time, more money. I'd like to thank Jerry for giving me all this money. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio, and our nearly 400 cities around America. Also, those who uh, download the podcast. Incredible numbers with the podcast. And uh, thank you for all the support. We say good morning to uh, Peacock, our streaming partner, as well. So we have our poll question, and we'll get to more phone calls coming up. Do you see Antonio Brown tweeted out a picture of him wearing a Baltimore Ravens jersey? <laughs> he won't go away. He won't. You know, there, there are a lot of these players, they get a taste of this, and then they, it, you know, they, they have to have it. It's unquenchable. Like, I, I have to be, like Ocho Cinco, Terrell Owens. Hey, Terrell Owens could play right now for the Buccaneers. They can't stop. Got to have it. Antonio Brown is going to be that way. Got to have it. Got to have it. Now, maybe he plays for the Ravens. Maybe. But he's turning 34 this summer. But I don't know if uh, the Ravens want him. But if it's just football, then the Ravens would make sense. The thing is, is it's never just football with Antonio Brown. Because if it was, then he would be on his way to the Hall of Fame. He's been on four different teams now, and each stop has resulted in an ugly separation. If, if you have an ugly separation from Tom Brady, what, what leads you to believe that he's going to listen to John Harbaugh or Lamar Jackson? Brady protected you, spoke on your behalf. I don't know if any team is really interested in, in Brown, but I, I'm sure there are. But if you know they want to reconsider... They probably should, because if history is any indication, bringing Antonio Brown is probably not going to end well.
great talent, but who's going to babysit? And that's what you have to do. At some point, you're going to have to babysit. You're going to have to troubleshoot. There's going to be something that comes, hey, I want my touches. I mean, Tom Brady is your quarterback. And during a game, you're saying, I'm not going in because I'm not getting my touches. Has he had his surgery yet? Wasn't he supposed to have this surgery? Couldn't play because he had to have surgery? Like, at what point? Unless he's had it, and I don't know anything about it, I thought that surgery was imminent. Yeah, Paul. There's reports that he was scheduled to have ankle surgery January 8th. Doesn't say if he needed it. I don't know if it was elective. Like he went and said, hey, just tighten this thing up. But there was a couple reports that he was scheduled to have surgery. I can't find any articles that says he did have surgery on January 8th. Yeah, I'm just I'm wondering this. That wasn't that, you know, that that was pending? Like he's, he's going to run out and he's going right into New York City and he's going to have surgery. Instead, he went to a Brooklyn Nets game. Yeah, see. And, the, you know, when you're watching the interview, you saw the clips with Bryant Gumbel uh, and Antonio Brown. And Bryant Gumbel's like, hey, uh, did you, like, talking about your mental health? And he's like, no, man, I have mental wealth. Like, oh, I don't know how you talk to this person. No, I have mental wealth. Yeah. Oh, dear. And then I guess the Buccaneers tried to give him money to go, you know, help himself. And then he said that he didn't. I, there's a lawsuit now. So he's suing the Buccaneers. I, I, I'm fascinated by him, but that doesn't. It's like Russell Westbrook, and it's not fair to compare the two. But I, just from the fascination level, there's certain athletes where I go, man, I'm fascinated. I don't want them on my team, but I am fascinated to watch them. Yeah, Paul. Ian Rappaport reported, which is tough to say, by the way, um, that <laughs> I tried to get through it. I think I nailed it. Um, uh, that a doctor, the Brooklyn Nets team doctor, was scheduled to do the ankle surgery on Antonio Brown. There is no update whether it actually happened. Because that was set for January 18th. Right. Okay. <laughs> Dr. O'Malley is the name, and he's the uh, Nets team physician. Is that why he went to the game? Was he going to, like, is it a two-for-one where you go, you watch a game and get surgery? Yes. This doctor is also a consultant to the New York Giants football team. Hmm. Okay. Because if you're the team doctor, you love to throw around, hey, I'll get you tickets to the game. <laughs> That, that's the gig, though. If you really do, yeah. Isn't that the ultimate gig, being like a surgeon who on the side works for a team or advises, air quotes, a team? That's the gig. You get some notoriety. Then. Yeah. Remember when we, we, when we were to- in Miami two years ago, right? I know that the team doctor for the Heat, yeah. right? And it was awesome. He was like a rock star. He walked through there, and everybody's like, hey, buddy, how's the hamstring doing? You okay? Yeah, great. He like knew every the, inside, <laughs> the insides and outs of every single person there. They're like, doc, my ankle feels great. Thank you. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, come on. I got yeah. you guys tickets. How's the groin? Hey, how about that rash you got? <laughs> hey, easy, doc. Hey, you stick to that penicillin, okay? <laughs> easy. Easy, doc. Come on. Don't be, don't be spreading secrets here. Dude had a great gig, man. Yeah. Oh, let's see. So the the trip is on. The the trip is set. Seton and the French kid are going to be on the road on Monday morning. Not sure what time. First stop is Cincinnati. Yep. And there is a bet to be paid off. That will be uh, either Monday afternoon or maybe Tuesday morning. That the, there's a bet with a listener with the Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs pie to the face. So Seton, <laughs> Seton will pick a centrally located area in Cincinnati, and the listener will have to show up and either gives you a pie to the face or vice versa. Yeah, I think we're probably going to meet somewhere close to the stadium. And then, uh, yeah, so one of us is getting pied in the face. All right. <laughs> it's time for some breaking news. 
Dan, we're going to play the big breaking news game. Okay. It's NFL related. Okay. Recuse yourself if you already know. Okay. This is NFL quarterback related. What do you think the breaking news is? It just happened uh, three minutes ago. Okay. Um. So quarterback news now. Yes. I'll give you a hint. We thought it may have happened two weeks ago, but it didn't. Uh, is this where T.J. Watt didn't even know what was going to happen to Ben Roethlisberger? You're right there. All right. Ben Roethlisberger has announced his retirement wow. from football wow. after 18 seasons wow. and two Super Bowls. Wow. That, that comes as a shock. And Roethlisberger uh, <laughs> broke the news himself, by the way. And uh, that's all we have right now. After 18 seasons and two Super Bowls, Ben Roethlisberger has announced he is retiring from football. It's time to come clean out my locker. Okay. All right. Well, great run, by the way. By the way, who came up with you couldn't even carry my jock strap? Like, who wants to carry somebody's jock strap? When they talk about that, oh, I would own you. You couldn't even carry my jock strap. No, I don't want to. Yes. Well, was Ben a big uh, you couldn't carry my no, jock no, strap? No. Oh, okay. I didn't, I no, didn't know I, if it was related to the Ben Roethlisberger story. You know how my mind works. <laughs> I, it's hard for me to focus. There's too many things going on. It, it just <laughs> dawned on me when he says, the time has come to clean out my locker and hang up my, and then it didn't say what. And I thought maybe jock strap. You couldn't even, you couldn't carry my jock strap. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Right? Who came up with that? Paulie? Me, no, I didn't. Well, oh, I you're know. asking me who did? Yeah. I will check. Is yeah. that jockstrap extraordinarily heavy or something that it's actually due to the weight and you're not strong like, can enough? Can you to imagine carry? somebody walking down the street and go, "What are you doing? I'm carrying Big Ben's jockstrap." He said I couldn't do it. Why? why? Proved him wrong. Why? Yeah. Are you, why are you That's doing? not true. You take it off right now, and I'll show you I can carry it. <laughs> yes, Paul. I remember that? a phrase from when I was a kid: <laughs> when someone would get faked out, he got faked out of his jockstrap. Yeah. Is that of the same ilk? Well, no, if I fake you out of your jockstrap, then you're embarrassed. Right. Now I'm saying you couldn't carry this, that I'm trying to embarrass you because you couldn't, you couldn't carry it. We're, I'm checking right now. Yeah. I just, there's certain slogans. Look, I have a lot of idle time in my brain. And this is what drives my wife crazy. Because she'll be like, we're on a topic. And I'll go, did you ever wonder? And she'll go, how do we get from there to there? And I go, I have no idea. Sorry. Yes, Tom. It does seem quite insulting, even though it doesn't make a whole lot of sense as far as what the weight of an actual jockstrap is, as opposed to saying, you know, that you're more important than someone else so you can lift more weights than them. Thank you, Todd. Because what are you supposed to say as the comeback to that? Like, you couldn't even carry my jock. It's like, yeah, I can. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I could carry yours and his. Yeah. Like, what? Yes, Todd. And then there's the offshoot. You couldn't sniff my jockstrap, which is even more. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a real thing. I, I think it is. Really? I'm pretty I sure think. I heard someone would say you, you couldn't even sniff my jockstrap. Like, that's something you'd that want to That to me, that do. sounds like somebody mixing up their yeah. sayings. <laughs> like you call someone a jock sniffer. Yeah. Or they couldn't carry a jock. But I don't know. Yeah, you couldn't even sniff my jock. Yeah, jock sniffer is a phrase for someone who uh, kisses up to athletes. Yes. And follows around athletes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you like to sniff? <laughs> no. I would not. Oh. I'm going to pass. I'm gonna... <laughs> I'll carry it. Special I'm not going to sniff it. Uh, let's take a break. Maybe we'll uh, do a deep dive on that, Paulie, if you couldn't carry my jockstrap. We're all over this story. All right, thank you. All right. We'll take a break here. Uh, we'll get some more phone calls coming up. And, and those who want to follow along with the uh, Seton Goes to Los Angeles game, we're going to have all that information for you, where he's going to be, 
when he's going to be driving through and if you would like to you know, be outside with the kids in the neighborhood and be waving to Seton as he goes by in the Mercedes Sprinter van. We'll take a break. We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. I mentioned the uh, Mercedes Sprinter van. And do you know that there's 423 national park sites? I don't know if Seton's going to be driving by any of those. Have you ever heard of the Grand Canyon? Come again? Yeah. Yeah, you should stop by. It's called the Grand Canyon. And you're suggesting that it's worth seeing. Yes, it, it's big. It's grand. Got it. Remember when the listeners said, <laughs> and you got to stop by the Grand Canyon. Uh, Dad, I got a uh, recommendation <laughs> for uh, seeing stop by if he's out west, a uh, place called the Grand Canyon. And then I'm thinking, oh, he let the secret out. Now everybody's going to go to the Grand Canyon. going to be a real tourist trap now. Uh, the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Mode 4x4 Storyteller Overland. Uh, in other words, it's a really gorgeous Sprinter van. You can go to danpatrick.com. And you have until February 2nd, you're going to get uh, the rules and how to enter danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com by February 2nd. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. More phone calls coming up. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Promo code is TDPS. Get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5, and you can win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TDPS to uh, get 56 to 1 odds. You have to be at least 21 years of age. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Uh, gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. Before we get to Ross Tucker, do you have any update on uh, you couldn't carry my jockstrap? Yeah, the phrase you couldn't carry my jockstrap has been around a long time. I can find uh, references to it going back to the 70s. In the 80s, it was said by uh, Larry Holmes talk about Rocky Marciano, and he got in a lot of trouble for it. He kind of was demeaned, They thought it was demeaning towards Rocky Marciano. Mm-hmm. A couple people I emailed said, and they believe, one was a sports historian, believes it refers to like the equipment manager. Like if you said to someone, like, Paul, you're not good enough to make that team. You couldn't even, you couldn't even carry the jock straps. Like you couldn't even be the equipment guy. Oh. That's what they believe okay. the reference refers to. It's like the equipment manager on the team carries the jock straps, the low end job. And you're not even good enough to do that, much less make the team. Mm, That's yeah. what uh, two people told me they believe the origin is. Yes, Eden. We also got uh, on social media from some people that the correct reply to you couldn't carry my jock is something along the lines of that's because I don't carry tweezers for something that small. Oh, so, boom. bang, now we've got the appropriate <laughs> response. And that is a natural segue for Ross Tucker, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, works for CBS Westwood One. He'll be on the sidelines for the AFC Championship game in Kansas City Sunday between the Bengals and the Chief for Westwood One, Tony Baselli and Ian Eagle. Did you wear a jock strap when you played football? Never. Never, not once. I've never worn a jock strap or a cup in my entire life. Uh, I don't know any football players that ever wore a cup. I do remember, I think like in college, I remember some guys 
wore jock straps and that was like all they wore underneath their game pants and the one year um the our, our white home pants at princeton were almost see-through because i remember some moms <laughs> were telling their sons that they could see their bare butts out on the field and so that maybe they would want to wear like spandex shorts i gotta tell you guys i gotta tell you guys the story right now i don't know how you got on the jock strap conversation uh this morning but i swear as god is my witness Yesterday, I pick up my girls from school. I'm driving to dance class, and I do a radio hit somewhere. I don't know who I was talking to, but I said on it something about so-and-so couldn't hold his you-know-what. Okay? Radio interview's over. We're, we're walking into in, in dance class, and my one daughter – my daughters are eight and nine. My one daughter says, what's a you-know-what? What, what was the you-know-what that they couldn't hold? And I was like, uh – like a jock strap, like a jock. And they said, what, what's a jock strap? And I said, well, it's a thing that like holds a, 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 a boy's private so they don't flop around. And they both <laughs> looked at me like their eyes got real big. I can't believe you guys either bugged my car. How are you talking? How are you having the same conversation that I had with my daughters like 10 hours ago? It's a teaching moment for you. I love that. Because in a million years, you'd never think, you know, when you say to your wife, oh, did you talk to the girl? What'd you talk about? Uh, something that holds on to your something, your privates. And then your wife or your daughters go home and say, hey, dad brought up this thing that you put your thing in so it doesn't jiggle around, mom. Yeah, how do, and how do I explain that one? And, I, you know, they're in the back seat in their car seats, and I'm, I'm talking about something football. Oh, man, they couldn't hold his you-know-what. I didn't even say jock. But when you say you-know-what, your kids want to know what is you-know-what. And so I was like, jock, jock. So I had to go through the whole – it was it was hilarious and eye-opening. And so they haven't referenced it yet. I don't think they told my wife. It's a good thing nobody's listening or watching. Our buddy uh, hosts a bunch of podcasts, including the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and you can check him out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. Ben Roethlisberger announces the obvious that he's going to step down. Ben Roethlisberger's legacy is going to be what? Uh, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. You know what I think about when I think of him, Dan? I think of a couple things, and I know people – want to dive into the off the field stuff. I'm not really going to go there. Uh, that was a long time ago. We've talked about it quite a bit for some people, by the way, that is part of his legacy. That is something that they bring up and look, I see it all the time. I mean, that is something that people will bring up and I know he has to live with that. I feel like the thing that jumps out to me is just how much he's matured on and off the field during his career. I mean, Dan, when he was first there, and I know you know this because you talk to enough people, but I'm going to say it. He was the last guy to get there and the first guy to leave. That's what I was told. And some of the years I was told that his weight would get up there during the season to 260, 270, 275. And I remember distinctly thinking, there's no way this guy plays more than like 10 years. What a terrible combination 
of not watching what you eat and your weight going ballooning up and you don't put the time in to really be able to excel with the mental aspect of the game he got by playing street ball early in his career you know i always said that if i was ever going to play in my backyard or like at recess roethlisberger would have been my guy he had the most uncanny ability to shrug guys off, fend them off. I mean, they invented a new way to tackle quarterbacks because of him. You couldn't tackle them low. You couldn't tackle them high. He would still throw the ball. You had to tackle his right wrist. You had to tackle the ball because hmm. he was that big, that strong. So to me, his ability to mature with how he lived his life off the field and mature as a football player – lose weight, put the mental aspect of the game, get rid of the ball faster. He really transitioned during his career. Steelers more likely to trade, sign a free agent, or draft their next quarterback? Or stay with what they have? Yeah, I think what they have is, I think they've done a nice job there, actually, of having a baseline of Mason Rudolph and Haskins competing. I don't think anybody has delusions of grandeur for either one of those guys, but it's not a terrible fallback plan, right? I think somewhat curious they might be about what Mason Rudolph could do. I don't know that I envision them drafting one where they're drafting unless they love somebody, which could be possible. Maybe Kenny Pickett falls to them and they love him because he's right there in Pittsburgh. I think trade is probably more likely. That's sort of been the Steeler way. I know their fans are convinced that they're that these one of these veteran guys wants to come there. I'm not so sure that's the case. I'm I'm not so sure following Ben in Pittsburgh is as enticing to an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson as Steelers fans might think it is. The news broke this morning. Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network said the Broncos were going to hire the Packers offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. That would lead you to believe what, Ross Tucker? It's hard for me to imagine, Dan, that Aaron Rodgers is a 0% factor in that decision. I don't think he's a huge factor because there's so many different things in play with his contractual status, the Packers trading him, all those things. But there had been rumors that he wanted to go to Denver last year. I think there were rumors on draft day that he was close to being traded to Denver. You'd have to think the Packers would prefer to trade him to the AFC if that's what he wants to do. I don't think he wants to be there. I think I told you last week that if he lost, I thought he would be as good as gone. I'm going to stick with that. I don't think he's going to be back in Green Bay. And I think Denver's a a good possibility. And I think if the Packers are going to give Aaron Rodgers a decent amount of say in this, man, he kind of already wanted to go there. And now they get the offensive coordinator that he really, really likes. You know, I I would say that they're certainly, Dan, feathering the nest for, for Aaron Rodgers, for sure, in Denver. Is that the first feathering the nest reference we've had, Paulie? This year? 
I think since we've been doing this, I think that's the first feathering the nest. Checking. Okay, thank you. What does it even mean, by the way? I never even heard that until we had kids. And feathering the nest is like, that's like when my wife got the cribs ready and like the uh, the nursery or whatever, like getting ready for the bit. That's what it means, right? I think so. Feathering the yeah. nest. Feathering the- so that's what the Broncos are doing. They're feathering the nest for baby Aaron. Yes, Paul. I see that a definition, feathering the nest, you mean someone is getting a lot of money out of something so they could lead a comfortable life. Oh. Mary is much more interested in doing things for other people than feathering her own nest. Oh. That means we're okay. taking care of what you do or what your, your house. And Aaron Rodgers. Wow. I, that's, I've never heard it referenced that way. It could be multiple definite. You're you're the Princeton guy. Yeah, you're the Ivy League guy. So what? I I say, I say that. So I, I agree. I agree. I agree. <laughs> you Ivy Leaguers, book smart. So what? Are you street smart? That's what I want. Hey, you want to hear something, Dan? This is the truth too. Okay. There is not. There's there's a correlation, but. There are plenty of Ivy League guys, and I know because I've had coaches tell me that their football intelligence was not where it needed to be, and it's part of the reason why they got cut. I know two guys for sure because I talked to coaches afterwards that they said he just couldn't pick things up from a football standpoint. Mm. Meanwhile, there are guys that are probably not real good in school, not real book smart, unbelievable football intelligence and IQ unbelievable off the charts I think there's some correlation but I don't think it's as heavily correlated as people otherwise might think you got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals Bengals have beaten the Chiefs during the regular season a couple of weeks ago in Cincinnati how does Cincinnati beat Kansas City I think it's tough I really think it's tough. Um, you know, probably similar to what they did the last time. They need Jamar Chase to just go bananas and have over 200 yards receiving two long touchdowns. I think the Chiefs will have a def- different defensive strategy this time, Dan. You know, last time they played a lot of man-to-man uh, with a single high safety. And when you do that, that single high safety is in the middle of the field. He can't get to the sideline. He can't get outside the numbers. And Joe Burrow, I was talking with Greg Cosell about this on the Ross Tucker podcast this morning. If it's one-on-one, Dan, Joe Burrow just throws it. He trusts his guys, Chase and Higgins. He throws it up to those guys, gives them a chance to make a play, and they do. I think that the Chiefs will have more too deep safety coverages to not allow Chase and Higgins to beat them deep down the sideline and make the Bengals have to move the ball a little bit more. And why wouldn't you? I mean, the offensive line can't hold up. The one big knock I have on Joe right now, he takes sacks you just can't take. I mean, like that's something he'll improve on for next year, but they're dead if he takes those sacks. And it's Frank Clark, Melvin Ingram, Chris Jones against the Bengals O-line. You know how I am, Dan. I, I'm, I'm, on this, I'm praying for a close game. I hope it's an epic, awesome back and forth. I'm a little bit worried that this game could get away from the Bengals. You know, Mahomes is not throwing three picks like Tannehill did. That's just not happening. He just doesn't do it. 
And I don't think that the Bengals are going to be able to light up the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs have a better defensive plan. I don't know. It feels like 30 to 20 maybe. The Chiefs, the Chiefs win by double digits. I hope it's closer than that. But I'm a little bit worried that this is kind of the end of the line for the Bengals. And in the second half, they start to, you know, feel good about what they've accomplished this year and how far they've come. Who has changed the conversation about their careers more? Odell Beckham? Or Matthew Stafford? Oh, Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. I think Odell Beckham is helping it, but he wasn't a gigantic factor in that last game. I mean, for Matthew Stafford to win two playoff games, to win on the road against Tom Brady, and to make the incredibly clutch throws, especially the last one that he made after all the momentum had been lost. I mean, Dan... I said this during the game. Certain things only happen to the team playing against Tom Brady in the playoffs. I don't know if he did a deal (laughs) with the devil or he has a voodoo witch. Four fumbles. I mean, the ball gets snapped and Stafford's not ready for it. Cam Akers fumbles with a minute and a half left. Your kicker's short on a 47-yard field goal in the NFL. I don't think I've ever even seen that. I mean, things happen in that game I couldn't believe – for the Rams to get give up a 27-3 lead and Stafford still right the ship mm. and make that throw while Indomitian Sue was about to kill him, it's incredible. Stafford has changed a lot of opinions. He's made the Rams right for bringing him in. And I think he's got a great chance to go to the Super Bowl if they can beat the Niners, obviously. It's tough for the Niners to win seven straight. They've won six in a row. I like the Rams in that game, although it'll be a great close one. Stafford's changed the opinion of him. You know who else has changed their opinion, I think, a little bit? Josh Allen. I think there were some people that were still a little skeptical of Josh Allen. With what he did in those two playoff games, now people are calling him the 1B to Patrick Mahomes 1A. Have a great weekend. Great to talk to you again. We'll talk to you next week. Always. Thanks, guys. That's Ross Tucker, Never Wore a Jockstrap, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. He'll be on the sidelines working the AFC title game for Westwood One, Bengals, and the Chiefs. Your phone calls are up next. We'll update our poll results as well. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup. Sit, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Carmen and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts afc title game on sunday cbs at three o'clock and then the nfc title game will be at around 6 40 eastern on fox get some phone calls in here uh ryan in indiana good morning ryan thanks for holding what do you have for us today hey dp i got a solution for overtime okay. that is is elegant preserves out the players but it will add intensity and i know you like sudden death Okay. All right. All right. 
I call it the ultra sudden death one drive overtime. So you win the coin toss, you can choose to be on offense or you can choose to be on defense and automatically awarded four points. So only one drive, that's it. If you get the ball and you don't make it into the end zone, you lose. Okay. Um, well, thank you, Ryan. I would, uh, I'd give you the ball and take the four points because yeah. I think the odds are long that you're going to score a touchdown. Now, you have to score a touchdown, but I, I think it's simple. You get the ball, I'll get the ball, and if we both score touchdowns or both score field goals, then it's sudden death right after that, whoever scores first after that. Therefore, both quarterbacks get a chance to win the game. And if you don't, then after after 70 minutes of football, then it should be. You can't call it sudden death because it's taken too long to get to sudden death. But I just think first team scores after that, then the game's over. That way you don't go, oh, Josh Allen didn't get a chance. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, you mentioned this one yesterday. I was thinking about it. The NFL, one thing they've always done in the past is kind of play to the fans or, or take away thing, you know, help the fans or things that the fans want. This seems like an easy fix. This doesn't even seem that hard to institute. You just write up some language, uh, clear language, and do it next year. They, they'd probably be universally praised for it. Well, the NFL Competition Committee is looking into overtime. I've been told that. They're going to look into it in the offseason. Now, I don't know what that means, but at least it's on the agenda. And we wondered about that yesterday. I inquired about it, and I was told that the Competition Committee will look into it. Paul in New York. Hey, Paul. Thanks for holding. What do you have for me today? Hey, good morning, Dan. I uh, talk about Joe Burrow's nickname. Uh, you're 100% right. There's only one Joe Cool, yes. and that's uh, Joe. So this past weekend, ESPN, they're putting on their sunglasses. They're saying, oh, he's so cool, Joe Cool, really hyping it up. Somebody's got to do something, and I think I got the nickname. Okay. Smooth. So good thing is you can do it after, Joe Smooth. All right. Or you can put it before, Smooth right. Joe Burrow. All right, I like Smooth Joe Burrow. All right, well, thank you. We came up with uh, Joe Ohio. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. There goes Joe Ohio. Yeah, Paul. I also had Joe Chili. Five way oh, Chili. Oh, no one liked that at all. No, at all. Skyline Joe Chili. No, I've heard Joey Franchise before. No, you can't do that. Right. We've had that before, haven't the franchise? Didn't we have Mark Sanchez? The Sanchez? The Sanchez. The Sanchez. <laughs> I think we could – I think Mark would give that up. Yeah, he probably would. I think he's given that up. Uh, Barry in Long Island is back. Hi, Barry. Good morning, fellas, and good morning, chat row. Uh, a couple of Seton-centric items this morning. Okay. Uh, first of all, I've been to the uh, Citizens Public House in Scottsdale. As uh, the fellow mentioned, it is fantastic. Make sure you try the uh, bacon popcorn. Popcorn drizzled with bacon fat and pieces of bacon in the popcorn. Wow. Can't, cannot miss with that one. Okay. Also, for his, for his uh, Cincinnati pie in the face, they should do it by uh, that uh, to the people of Cincinnati statue that they show in the beginning of KRP. It's uh, right in the middle of town. 
and uh, it would be awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Barry. There's a few other suggestions for the road trip there, but first stop is Cincinnati for Seton. That'll be uh, on Monday afternoon. Yes, yeah, Seton. A lot of people suggesting that I should weigh in before oh. the trip and then weigh in after because <laughs> a lot of ribs, a lot of now we're adding bacon popcorn into the deal. That's I Look, that's up to you. I don't want to body shame you any more than I already do. By putting me on TV every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, noted. Duly. Duly noted. Duly noted. It's always duly noted. How did duly noted? Nah, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. Is that kind of like um, like somebody's ruthless? But are they ever full of Ruth? Like, no, I've got lots of Ruth. Yeah. Uh, man, yeah. they're ruthless. Nobody's Ruthful. Right, yeah, nobody's ruthful. They're ruthless. Like a really kind person or like somebody who's very paid. Yeah, no, they're full of ruth. Yes, yes, Paul. Duly noted is from the old French word do or to owe. Duly noted. It has to do with paying uh, restitution on things. That- I was also wondering about Nathaniel Hackett. I think we got to go with Nate. Like mm. Nathaniel, doesn't it sound like he's uh, coming back from the Civil War? Oh, I remember Colonel Nathaniel Hackett. Remember him? Yeah. Yeah, he was one of the great ones. Or a pro- Professor Na- Nathaniel Hackett, Ph.D. Yeah. Yes, Todd. But is there a setting with the team with the media where they're not going to call him Nate or Nathaniel anyway? I would... Yeah, but you're, for, you're a player. You know, you're like you're getting in the locker room. He's giving you a big speech. And it's Nate, 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 yeah. Nate, 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 Nate. You can't go Nathaniel, Nathaniel, Na- Nathaniel, Nathaniel. 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 No, it sounds like a coach from like 1850 or something. That was the Civil War reference. Yeah, I, guess. I see what you're doing. Thank you, Todd. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nate sounds like your buddy you drink with. Yeah. Coach uh, Nate. Yeah. Or Hack. Coach Hack. Coach Nate's buying pitchers later. Yeah. Luke in uh, New Mexico. Luke. Hey, what's going on, Dan? Uh, first time, long time, uh, five nine one fifty. Uh, I wanted to call in because <clears throat> I am a student at the University of New Mexico in uh, what you guys like to call Albert Kirky. Um, I just wanted to say I wake up in the morning uh, before my morning lectures and listen to y'all instead of the news. You know, you give me some. Uh, laughs to start my morning so i really appreciate y'all um i'm also calling to tell seaton to come to the frontier restaurant across from the university of new mexico um they have some really cool new mexico artifacts uh some sports memorabilia which i think he would like and uh some great food um we have some something called green chili uh you have to try it seaton there is no other option when coming to new mexico um, shout out to my dad, Mike, and uh, go Lobos. All right. Well, thank you, Luke. Seton, a lot of suggestions here. Hope you're writing all these down. Be eating a lot of food. Yep. But we'll uh, we'll give you daily updates of where Seton is and where he's going to. You can follow along with him. It's almost like when you order an Uber and you see the car kind of pulling up. That's what it's going to be like. There. What, hey, there's the Sprinter, honey. There's the Sprinter van. Hi, Seton. Hi. Kevin James going to join us coming up.
One more item, we close out hour two, and it's simply safe home security. Just by listening to this show, you're going to get 20% off their award-winning home security. And first month is free when you sign up for the interactive monitoring service. This is their New Year's holiday deals. Simply safe, everything you need to make your home safe. And they say it's simple because you're the one that's really orchestrating this. You're able to install this. You ordered online. U.S. News & World Report said this is the best home security system 2021. Probably going to win in 2022, in my opinion. Indoor, outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. I love that you don't sign that long-term contract where you're locked in. No, they're right there with you. No pushy salespeople. Can't say enough about how great they've been as partners on this show. So get that 20% off your Simply Safe system. Again, that's simplysafedan.com for 20% off your entire system.